Hey guys, it is Sunday. It is time for Insights with Latrice. I am so glad you are joining me. Um, this is a good thing, right? Uh, we have been doing a series for the past few weeks mm -hmm. um, called Dear White People. And it was prompted because of the fact that my white sisters and brothers were calling me, emailing me, texting me, messaging me, asking questions and wanting to get some information about everything that's going on um, with this whole um, racial unrest. And so I thought, you know what? Let me get some guests on. Let's talk about it because, you know, that's the only way we're going to grow. That's the only way we are going to learn. And I wanted to use my platform to do just that. And so if you guys have not listened to those um, episodes, I, I, I just, I encourage you to go back right to those episodes and listen to my guests. It was it's just amazing. Everything that was said, um, information, I keep getting wonderful feedback about the information that has been provided because it's about educating. It's about informing. It's about helping people understand my white sisters and brothers understand what we're talking about you know and so it's just been good and so we're gonna finish it off with my girl my third child leah thank you so much for joining she's very passionate about this and um so we're gonna get right into it but just so you know please like share you know get other people involved to listen to this because you know like i said this is all about information this is all about we can't stay st silent we can't ignore what's going on so let, let's be a part of the solution and the movement you know this is not a moment it's a movement and so now let's talk to generation z yes where did y'all get that generation z from that's how it is we're, gen we're generation z what in the world but the thing about generation z they aren't scared and they're going to deal with things head on Having a um, what three Generation Zs in this family? Um, Four of us are Generation Z. Morgan's a Generation mm -hmm. Z. Man, they are different. They are definitely different. They speak their mind. They um, want to know why. I know growing up, we couldn't ask why, <laughs> but they want to understand and get clarity. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, as long as it's done respectful. So I just want to shout out to Krista, Susan, Aline, Brent, Lee. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. That was my principal. So I'm always going to give respect and honor. Hey, Ebony. Hey, Tara. And everyone else. Hey, LaShawn. Um, everyone else. Hey, thank you for joining. I'm glad you're here. So let's get right into it. So we're talking about racism time is up right what does that mean to you well it means we've been going at this for too long like it's 400 plus years why are we still doing this so we need to we need to end it now and that's what we're doing we're changing so we're telling racism like you you have no place here anymore you have no place so do you think the generations before you <clears throat> did we do a good job paving the way I think you guys did. I really do. Okay. I In think, what way? Well, you got to start it because that's what we're looking to because nothing new is under the sun. So like all the protests, all the marches, all the 
boycotts, everything. It's just what the older generations do. So that's what we got. We're just doing it a little more. We're we're a little more um, aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. A little so yeah, aggressive. Okay. And you guys aren't scared. No. You're very passionate in what you believe in. Why? Why is this generation passionate about ending racism? making sure everyone is equal treated equally in equal positions why well i believe this is the generation that has we're like the i wouldn't say the only generation where us and the millennials are the generation that has grown up with white friends with black friends like we've been integrated because okay even schools haven't been integrated that long but that's all we know older generations don't know that right they still have some viewpoints but we we never had to go through that Okay. So I think that's why we're so passionate. Like this is still going on. Like this will be learning history. We haven't had to go through segregation and everything. So why are we still experiencing some of the stuff that's happening? Okay. So the residue behind it. Okay. Speaking of school and segregation and Hey guys, as you're listening to us, just like all the other um, episodes, if you have a question, please feel free to ask me or Leah, not a problem. Um, just shoot me something I can see it or, or I have someone kind of showing me what questions we have. So please don't, or if you have a comment, even, um, I just ask that we just stay respectful. But if you do have a question, I'll be more than happy to answer it. Speaking of schools, we know, and we've talked about it in other podcasts and, um, Facebook lives that, the history that has been taught in years past, especially I shared my my um, experience, it's not all history, and it's so it's not true history. Talk to me about that because I know more as an adult about Black people, about the greatness that we are, about the Black excellence than when I was younger, and I used to hate. And I'll be honest, Black History Month, because all we talked about was Martin Luther King, um, Harriet Tubman and Rosa Parks. Parks. And and so, of course, it limited my view Mm -hmm. on who I was as a black um, young girl. So do you think the history books have changed or should change? I think they need to change. They need to. Tell me why. Because I don't know where I come from. I don't know the greatness that I come from because they don't capitalize on it. Like they capitalize on what they call America's history. What they really mean is white people's history. Okay. But really black history is America's history because we were brought here and we are Americans. So we need to incorporate everything. Everybody's history. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And so a lot of your information and who you are as a black young girl has been the information from us. Yeah, from my parents, from your watching history buff documentary. Yeah. Like I've learned more from just watching TV shows about my history than I've ever done in school. <laughs> really? Wow. So some things have to change. So how do you feel like with your white sisters and brothers? Have you guys had conversations about this yet? What's um, going on the unrest? I haven't really. Well, I've talked to, uh, I would say, two maybe. And they were just showing like their 
hey, I'm aware of this. I, I'm sorry that you have to go through this, but I'm standing with you. So it's just kind of like that. We haven't really gotten to depth with it. Is it important to hear that from your white and um, sisters and brothers? I think it is. It's, okay. it's good because like I, I like affirmation. And so it's good to hear like, okay, you're not just like going by this. You're actually standing up, you're talking, and you're trying to let me know that, hey, I see this and I want to change. And so with that said, with those conversation, I also noticed with your generation, you guys always always push diversity. Yeah. Tell me why. Why is that so important? Diversity is very important because you want to see people who look like you. That's why you strive to be like that person. You, Whenever you want to be in a career or something, everybody's like, I want to be Beyonce. But really, they just want to be a singer, but they look up to her because they look like her or she's successful. So it's good to see successful people in higher places that also have your interests at heart. Like I said in the earlier podcast, we all have racist wounds. So seeing a black person, seeing President Obama as president was huge for us because he knows what we went through. So it, he can make changes. So he has our interests at heart. So that's why diversity in many areas on school boards and our communities, everything. So you get different viewpoints. What about teachers? Would it be important? It's very important. To show representation. So you can see that black people are successful, that black people do want to help the community. It's, it's just good to see people who look like you. It helps your self-esteem. It helps your thinking. And it's just overall culturally okay. Like, why not? So what do you think is your responsibility as Generation Z in moving forward with ending racism? You know, our theme is race, you know, racism. Time is up. Like, no more are we doing this. We're going to learn. We're going to be, as you call it, woke as young people. Are we still saying that word? Um, not really, but okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. But uh, so, so what are some responsibilities? What are some things that you can tell, let's say someone your age is watching? What, what are we doing? What are you guys, what can you do moving forward? Because we can't go backwards. Mm -hmm. So how do we continue burning this? How do we continue moving um, with the same passion? It, it can't be a hashtag trend. Mm -hmm. um, I would say there's three important things to do. First thing is educate yourselves. That's like the most important thing. Because you can't talk about something that you don't know. And when you know better, you do better. So educating is watching documentaries, research. You can't just take from social media because that does not give you everything. You have to be able, you have to be willing to reach out and find things yourself. That's what I have to do and I'm black and I live this. So you have to be willing to do that. Um, next thing is have those conversations with people. It's okay to be uncomfortable because you need to be uncomfortable and it's good that you're uncomfortable. So have those conversations with your parents with your friends, with teachers, with anybody that doesn't really understand everything. So you need to have those conversations. And the next thing is be careful with what you do because a lot of people have unconscious racism. So just because of how the system is, they don't know that they're operating in racist actions. So just simple things like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. Like that's, that's not okay to say. So if you're just changing mm -hmm. that, then that can help a lot. It actually is making a big impact just as changing laws is. Wow. Okay. So that that's a good point. You said that, um, you know, be careful. You, you got to be mindful. Mm -hmm. How do you articulate that 
to them that conversation because what if someone's like oh let me feel your hair because i'm sure you've had that yes and so what do you say i just educate that's the biggest thing a lot of people aren't educated on why that's not okay so i feel like that's the biggest thing across the country right now that we need to do is educate i'll be like that's not okay like i'm not a pet you don't just touch my hair yes this is my hair yes it's my real hair yes i grew it but don't touch you can look you can admire but i'm not some exotic animal that you can just touch my hair like that and so what's the response um a lot of people are like wow because they didn't we a lot of us don't speak up about it we're just kind of like why not why why do some black students don't speak up why because we try to fit in so we aren't labeled as the ghetto black girl or hood black boy or oh you're aggressive oh you're angry always mad so we just try to limit ourselves water ourselves down so we're not labeled as that what and that's an everyday thing that's a conscious thing that you have to do that's why racism has to end because you can't be your authentic self you can't but those days are over it has to be i know that you sent me something just speaking of hair real quick where i googled unprofessional hair Mm -hmm. And it had a lot of examples of black people's natural curly hair. And we're both wearing naturally curly hair for those that want to understand. It's when, well, I guess I'm not because I do have chemical in my hair, but my hair is curly. But this is when there's been no chemical in their hair, um, in a black person's hair. And so how did that make you feel? Um, It's nothing that like I haven't experienced before. Um, I didn't really start wearing my natural hair until maybe seventh grade. And well, you've always had natural hair. Yeah, I've but always curly. had natural, but curly natural. You've always straightened it, was, it. Yeah. Okay. So that was a big thing. I was scared, first of all, to wear my curly natural hair um, because people they don't know how to perceive that. Like, especially when it's big, and I've seen things that scared me. Were like, um, can you not wear your hair like that? It's big. So I've always was afraid that somebody would say that to me. Or that somebody will make fun of my hair or that they will like compare me to like frederick douglas that's what people do and so i'm just like so that, that's what scared me i didn't want to be deemed as oh that big loud black girl like that's that's what scared me that's why i didn't wear my natural hair but really it's just a part of me and if other races can wear their natural hair why can't i why is right. mine okay deemed unprofessional when it's my natural hair like i'm not doing anything extra to it this is why we have to end racism. Just that alone, just hair, something as simple as hair. The people don't think that's simple. And they're just thinking, oh, laws and police brutality. No, we have to start small, like things that actually hurt us more, I would say, than or equally as much as police brutality. We have to uh, attend to those. So. You said something in one of um, uh, earlier podcasts. You said these racist wounds. We all we all have racist wounds. And even at your age, only a young 16, you've had racist wounds. So with that, how have you overcome that? (laughs) Um, I would say I'm still working through it because it's like every time I feel like I'm over it or I've 
dealt with it, then something else happens. So um, I would say I'm still working through it, especially since black people are still getting killed, black people are still getting targeted. That hurts me, even though it, I'm not directly connected to them, it still hurts me. So me, I just take time, I take self care. I cry it out, I deal with my emotions. Like I say my emotions out loud, cause that helps, it's getting out. Cause I don't necessarily have to talk to somebody, but just saying your emotions and how you feel, like I'm hurt. Like I'm scared, I've always, I've said I'm scared so many times because that's how I really feel. So just saying your emotions and getting it out, crying it out is honestly the best thing because you're just releasing it. And then you start to kind of flip it and you're like, okay, so now what am I gonna do now that I'm scared? You're identifying the problem, but now what you're gonna do about it? Okay, so you're identifying the problem. So now we gotta take action. And one of the things that sometimes is very, I guess would be conflicting because you do have, you know, some people that says, I'm not gonna educate the white people. Mm -hmm. They didn't educate us and we still figured it out. They need to be curious enough to figure it out. Um, my approach is a little different. I like to educate. I mm -hmm. like to talk about it. I want to talk. I want to have those uncomfortable mm -hmm. conversations. Um, and it's not necessarily uncomfortable for me because I live it. It's just very uncomfortable for the person receiving it. Mm -hmm. um, I had a situation with a girlfriend of mine and she didn't like my last guest because she said <laughs> she made the comment um i need to hear someone who's educated because she came in on half of it she said i need to hear someone who's very educated not just a screenwriter from you know for um i forget the show she all writes rise. all rise and mm. i said she graduated from Ivy League. How much more educated do you need to be? In the top Ivy League. Uh, yes. And then she graduated from Harvard. And then I said, I'm going to be honest. You have to be okay receiving this strong information. And you're not comfortable. And you want it to come in a bow and, and be handed to you real soft. Um, in fact, uh, Michael McGill, um, I watched him a couple of weeks ago on TV. Um, hey, Michael. Hey, I, I text you. You need to text me back. He um, was being interviewed and they were talking on the subject of white privilege. And the individual said, I don't like that word. You know, it was a Caucasian man. He said, can't we change it to something different? Yeah. And Michael challenged him and said, no, why? I, and then he challenged him to say, um, if you're uncomfortable, I would like for you to explore why you're uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think if we could tell our white sisters and brothers something, I think would be be okay being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the best thing right now. It is okay. Keep your heart open. Mm -hmm. Keep learning. Keep asking questions, but stay you're going to be uncomfortable. Stay uncomfortable. Racism isn't comfortable. Trust us. <laughs> we live it daily. But I think the position that you're in, in asking, being curious, learning, some of my friends never heard any of the information that I have been providing mm -hmm. on my platforms.
You know, they didn't know how many great black inventors there were. They didn't know Christopher Columbus did not discover America. They didn't know that there was black Wall Street. They didn't know that black women nursed the uh, master's kids. They did not know, you know, a that's lot. A, that's a big thing because me, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Your like, dad takes over when he, he's on the podcast. So why not? Why uh, not? But the black figure that they show us and they really capitalize on Martin Luther King. Yes. And he's amazing. He did amazing things, but they really capitalize on him because he was more of the, I'm a, talk to the white people. Malcolm X, he was more aggressive and they didn't like that. So that's why, but they killed both of them. Exactly. So, so either method, but, um, they, so they don't, I don't, I didn't learn Malcolm X in, um, school, honestly. No, no. I learned from watching a different world and they had an episode on Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X. Okay. So that's, I didn't learn about HBCUs in school. I didn't learn about the black grandfather or godfather yeah. in school. I learned that from a documentary. I didn't learn about Juneteenth in school. I learned that from watching Blackish. So it, it's sad that you tell people tell us not to watch TV so much, but that's what I'm learning my history from. So I think we need to capitalize on the black your dad. He's yeah, a history so buff. Like he should be a book. <laughs> but we need to capitalize on those black figures as much as we capitalize on Christopher Columbus or George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or yeah. Thomas Jefferson because they did make history too. Absolutely. So um, speaking of, um, how do you feel with um, all this that's going on with the cast? Um, I guess like all the statues that they're taking down, um, the Confederate flag, which I think it's it's long overdue. But do you think that that's a ploy to just kind of keep us at bay and keep us happy, but not really deal with the real meat of it? What's Um, your opinion? I think they're trying to keep us watered down. And the thing is black people, we as too long have been just taking the minimum. We've mm. been okay settling for less because we got a little inch, but really we can go so much farther if we just keep going. We're not just, okay, thanks okay. for taking that statue down, okay. but guess what? I want you to change this law, but guess what? I want justice for Breonna Taylor. So we we can't just Speaking get, of, this is a good day to, to arrest those <laughs> that are involved with her death. This is a good day, Sunday. Okay. Sunday? Man. Absolutely. Go ahead. So we, we need to not get blindsided by them changing names or taking down shows or flags or statues. Because, yes, that's great. But what real change is that going to make? Mm. So the Aunt Jemima and the Uncle Ben. It's a feel good thing. Okay. But in the end, police brutality, is that going to stop it? Okay. Or is changing a law or making a law going to stop that? Or being in a position. Yes. You know, with my last guest, that was one of the things that challenged me was getting more involved at the local level. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I was, you know, um, very um, active in the community, but I have to take it a step further um, in in what I do, what I'm involved in. It starts very small. It does. That can make a big impact. And so... So that's important. That's something that I know I've been working on and looking and um, figuring out where I need to 
be placed so I my voice can be heard. Mm -hmm. One last question. I mean, this time goes by super fast. Um, your generation. Well, I'm going to do two questions. <laughs> the first out of the two. Your generation is strong. It's aggressive. It's knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. um, it's informed. Your generation is very informed, um, very passionate about ending racism. Do you think your generation will end system systematic racism? No. <laughs> no? No. Tell me why. Um, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked at that answer. I think we'll make great progress. Okay. We'll make history and we'll make a lot of change. But there's so much that we have to uncover because okay. it's what this country was built on. Okay. And this country has been along, uh, around for a long time. So just our generation, we can't just do it. We're going to need multiple generations. It's going to take time. But are we going to make a big change to get it started? Yes. Wow. I knew for my generation, I, I was clear that yes we were going to see some changes but i wouldn't see everything that i probably desired out of my generation but not even your generation but there's going to be some strong change oh, yes. oh, yes. because again this is not a moment it's not a trend it's a movement and it's a marathon it's a marathon and so um, even though we're ending this series, dear white people, my white sisters and brothers that are listening, it doesn't stop. Your, your work has just begun mm -hmm. um, because a lot of information. Um, I have a girlfriend who um, she actually had me on her podcast and that's how we met a white lady and um, we became friends. She didn't know half of the half. And so every day, she's she's just amazed at what has taken place you know because all you heard was slaves or something of that nature and so um so every day we're talking and communicating and she's educating herself and so i would definitely recommend that you educate yourself you read you watch documentaries you, you watch movies America. don't just stop tell me why because we're not originally from America. So this is not mm. where our history starts. And my dad has always been, because I'm Congolese and I'm a proud Congolese. Yes, my Independence Day is June 30th. So um, we, we can't just stop at America. He's always said, go further deep because that's where we came from. Africa is where we came from. That's where a lot of people came from. Um, people will argue like, there's been a meme going around like there's no white people in the Bible because we didn't come from America. We were all in the, um, I would say, um, Northern Africa um, part. And the West. The Western Africa. So that's where we started. So that's where we need to go back to get really, really know our history to know how we came to now where we are. So you can't just stop at America. That's not where we started. I don't even know what to say after that one. That one hit me right in the stomach. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't even know what that last question was, but I will say this. I thank you for joining me. Okay. If we would have one last 
last insight to our dear white sisters and brothers, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? First of all, I think you have to say two different things. You got to talk to the my generation and mm -hmm. older, and then you got to talk to your generation. Okay. So for your generation, um, I think you guys are Gen X. Um, Am I? Yeah. Because Gen Y is millennials. So okay. X. Um, X. <laughs> so I would say for, and even some baby boomers, um, I would say. So generation X and up. Yes. What so, are you saying to <clears> us? I would say be open. Um, generation X and up, you guys experience what life was like when all men weren't created equal. And yes, still not all men are treated equal. But now it, it was worse back then, I would say. So people have different thinkings, and that's why they keep the Confederate flags and keep the statues because they didn't know. That's what they grew up believing that separate but equal. So be open to changing your mindset. And I think that's why my generation is so passionate about it because we're more, I'll say, liberal. We're more okay, like, hey, we're going to go outside the box. We're not going to keep this tradition. We're going to do this and that. So be open to changing your mindset. Um, for my generation, I would say <laughs> um, keep going, but also don't go on nothing. You have just like you have to fill up a car with gas. You have to fill up yourself with more knowledge, with more um, information. Information. You have to bring other people up with you. You can't just hey. I'm, I'm going to lead this by myself. I'm going to do this. I know everything. Like, no, because there's so much to learn and not one person knows everything. So you have to keep filling yourself up, keep getting hungry, keep being hungry, keep educating others. And we all can do this together. That's the biggest thing. We have to do this together. It's not one person. It's not one race or ethnicity. It's an all-American thing. It's an all-world thing, honestly. Mm. Wow. Well, let me just add my insight. And it's not going to be much more than this. And I've said this before. We're fighting for an America we've never seen before. We're fighting for an America that really will make everyone equal. equal and that there will be justice for all. Not some. Not a few. So this fight has to continue with passion, with love, with education. This fight sometimes is going to be very uncomfortable, no matter who you are. But we have to continue to fight. Mm -hmm. um, this is how we make American great. Because America hasn't been great. America has been wicked in areas because of the, um, the hatred and the bigotry and the evilness of treating people less than because of the color of their skin. If we want to make America great, that's, that's the slogan, not make America great again. We've never been great. But we can, we, generations to come can enjoy the fruit of our labor by fighting for an America that has never been seen. And so with that said, thank you 
for joining me. If you do not follow me, why not? <laughs> you are you will add to your life if you follow me um, on all my social media, which is of course Facebook, Trice Kabuya, Instagram, Trice Kabuya, um, Twitter, Trice Kabuya. And if you want to hear this podcast or share it with someone, you can um, hear me on Spotify. Uh, my podcast is there. This um, all this person um, actually changes it over to po- or to Spotify and mm-hmm. Apple. And so, um, whatever you have and um, what you're looking for, Google. Um, it goes into pot. It's on that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, awesome. And, and, and make sure and where YouTube and YouTube. Yes, YouTube. Yes. Thank you. And also don't forget every Sunday, 7 p.m. I need to have a date with you every Sunday. We always have some good topics, good information. We definitely have been definitely talking about racism because I, I it's just something you can't stay quiet and mm-hmm. everything that has been going on in the unrest. Um, it is warranted and necessary. It's needed. But trust me, uh, we have all types of topics and information. And I have some really neat people that I um, interview. And so I'm excited um, to actually um, get that on as well. And I just want to thank you guys for joining me, spending some time, taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with me and my crew. I appreciate you. I thank you for watching Insights with Latrice, real life, real you, yeah, real good. All right, take care. Until next time.